Thank you so much for joining us on another edition of Tifosi Football Radio. My name is Christian Baldanzi-Dittacchio. And this is Juliano Caleri. And it is Wednesday, August the 25th. Once again, thanks so much for joining us. The first match day or the first round of Serie A is in the books. What an exciting round it was. Most goals scored in any of the leagues around the world. And uh, most red cards, too, I think. I think so. There's a ton of them. Very, very exciting first weekend for City A. Uh, so here's what we're going to do for you guys today. We're going we're gonna to recap uh, match day one, and uh, we're going to talk about match day two. And then right after match day two, international break. So let's just jump right in. Let's start with the first game. So what a way to open. Serie A defending champions this year, Inter Milan. Playing like champions. Playing like champions, hosting Genoa, and just giving them a smacking. <laughs> what do you have to, well, it's true. What do you have to say about this game? Inter couldn't have asked for more. This team, it is a disaster off the pitch. We know that for a fact with the, the debt crisis, the booting out Lele Orali. He was uh, let go. Zanetti not too happy about that. Javier Zanetti not you know happy about that uh, that release. And on the field, though, completely different story. Simone Inzaghi, what a debut. You couldn't have asked for more. And you couldn't have asked for more from your f- brand new two signings, Jekko and Kalinoglu. Yeah. Combining, uh, I believe it was for the first goal. Uh, sorry, for the second goal, Adam Jekko and Hakan combined for Hakan's beautiful range shot. And... Uh, what a performance. I can't say anything more. I just hope they continue for the next 37 rounds of City on and, and lift the trophy again. But beautiful debut. Again, reinforced for me, best defense, best midfield in the league. And one thing last year we're, that we were a bit worried about uh, Inter fans was if Lukaku goes out injured, you're we're finished. There was no depth up top. But now we have Lataro who stayed, Jacko. We have uh, Joaquin Correa coming in. Yeah. We have Senzi, who started up there as a forward, uh, playing behind Jack, who did a pretty decent job. He did. Uh, Satriano. I know we released Pinamonte, but now there's a strike force. There's actually more depth up top than there was under Conte. So it's going to be very exciting. Uh, and I'm so happy to see how well this Inter side did from back. Handanovic played outstanding all the way to the he top. He did. Jekko. You have to give him that. He did play outstanding, the cameraman. So... And uh, Eden Zeko, got to give the man credit. He came in and scored right away. Goes to show you he, he got what he wanted and he's, he's happy. Maybe he needed a real club. We've been saying, yeah. <laughs> we've been saying oh, He fits the system. He <laughs> yes, fits the he need, system. He needed a change of scenery, I think. Yeah. It was great to see. It, it's great to see the way Inzaghi is playing other players as well. Like I was happy to see Federico DeMarco get some minutes there. Yes. That was big. I, I know Denzel just got in from... Just got came into Inter and he got a couple of minutes there. Got his got his feet wet. But yeah, that defense. I mean, that's that's the one thing that I think everybody forgot is Inter Milan, the best defense in Serie A last year, is goes unchanged this year. So and what wins you championships? Defense. Defense and so, the depth of the bench too. Vidal coming in. Yeah, and fantastic. Beautiful goal. Yeah. Beautiful goal. I mean, this team. Like I said, it's it's early still. Yeah, it's it's. it's but they one look game. like they look like champions. Um, they look like champions. It was phenomenal. They came out and they they made a statement. That was a statement win, saying you know why we don't. They they know how the media was slamming them for the sale of Lukaku and Inter's gonna go back down the toilet. One screw that door and they're done. So now 
this was a big statement saying, no, we're here for the long run and uh, we're defending champions, so watch out for us. Yeah, and can I say tactically too, the big difference I noticed right from the back, right from the get-go with uh, Simone Inzaghi and Conte. Conte was more of a sit-back and counter-attack approach or he'd go high-press and smother you like he did at the beginning of the season last year. Simone Inzaghi, you can tell the players, he wants them more involved, especially in the midfield on the ball. They're, they got a lot more touches in the midfield, and uh, that was very impressive. The combination play between the midfields and the strikers, Jekyll doing a phenomenal job as a target man and, and drawing those midfields in. Uh, that was some, that was very nice to see from the midfield. The amount of shots the midfield got, it was just outstanding. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Genoa. Your boy, Davide Ballardini. Well, we knew he was going <laughs> to This is it. Right? This is the downfall of Davide. We knew this was going to happen. This Genoa team. Sirigu getting a, his debut. Hernani. Toothless. This Genoa team looked absolutely they, toothless. In fairness, they did have some chances. They had their. They had some chances. Calon missing two big chances. They had some. They had some chances. I mean, they're losing. They lost some big parts to their team here. And uh, I mean, when you're relying on a 38 year old Goran Pendev up top it's just not gonna work it was great to see that andrea favilli comes in he gets 24 or what does he get almost almost a full half he gets 37 minutes um so i think ballardini needs to go the young route you got andrea favilli he's been given the number nine shirt here you need to run with him you need to run with him um salvatore sirigu just completely I mean, he made he made two he, he made, made one outstanding big, yeah, save. He made some big saves. I mean, this is going to be another season. It's going to be another season of struggles for Salvatore Sirigu. I feel, um, and it's going to be a long season for him. A long, long season. I mean, when you look at this Genoa team, there's nothing that screams out to you. No, there's a lot of potential. I mean, Rovella, he's one of the star young players in the team, but. Totally dismantled the midfield. Yeah, have they, they got that Bianchi kid too. Bianchi, Zinio Van Hudson from Inter recently just now started for Genoa. Yeah. Uh, they got some really great young players. Hanani in the attacking midfield too. Calon, like we said, up top, who scored in the Coppa Italia. Yeah. But he had, like I said, two huge chances that he missed on his left foot. Yeah. Um, but it was the veterans that underperformed. Pendev, Crescito, Sturaro on the right wing back yeah. position. Those were the guys. And Sirigu, they kind of let the team down a little bit, the veterans. They maybe. did. Genoa, tough first match. Yeah. But one of the worst-looking teams in the opening week, I think. Yeah. It's going to be a tough season for Genoa. Yes. A very tough season. But big 4 nothing win for Inter. Big three points. Let's move on to the next game here. Hellas Verona hosting Sassuolo. <laughs> and we just, we just got a laugh. Alessio Di Fran- uh, two uh, coaches debuting here. Uh, Eusebio Di Francesco somehow manages to grab another City odd drop and drops the game here. Boat. <laughs> and uh, Alessio Dionisi, uh, big win, big three points here for him. I mean, it's it's a big shoes to fill when you're filling in for De Zerbi, uh, whose Shakhtar Donetsk team has qualified for the Champions League. So auguri to De Zerbi. But going back to this game. Uh, big win for Sassuolo here. Uh, just a, lo- a lot of it was. A, it was a lot of back and forth, but yeah, at the end of the day, this Hellas Verona team looks like they're doomed for. Yeah, Hellas Verona. 
they were a step below the solo in quality. Oh, but- uh, Zakanyi, maybe the only standout. He was phenomenal. 10 out of 10 for me. Performance, yeah. penalty, and a goal he scored. He's the linchpin. Continuing the phenomenal form from last year. But there was some big players missing. Faraoni was missing. I mean, Barak was in there. But when you're starting Kalinic up top, we said this. Lasagna. It's, it's a disaster. Kalinic missing a, a header in the yeah. six-yard box in the crossbar. It's, it's, those mo- it's those moments that are, you know, the difference between you winning these games or yeah. losing them. And uh, that's it. And they lost their goalie, Di Silvestri. We'll see played against Juve. Yeah. This team is another team. It's going to look rough. They're going to have to rely on uh, tough defense. But we know Eusebio doesn't like to play tough defense. He loves to attack. Yeah. And, and outstanding individual performances from Farioni and Zaccagni. Yeah. I think that's what it's going to take for this Hellas Verona team to get the points. But Sassuolo, Alessio Dionisi, what do we think? Giacomo Raspadori, proving why he got called up to yeah, the national fantastic team. fantastic performance by him. I thought it was a fantastic performance by Raspadori. Pairing up with Caputo up top as yeah, well. Yeah, which was interesting. It was interesting to see that, but uh, really good to, you know, it's... People forget that there's also Gianluca Scamacca on the bench here. For so, now. For now. For now, right? So the fact that uh, Raspadori and Scamacca will be playing side-by-side side together is very exciting as, yeah. a, as, as a, if you're a Sassuolo fan, I think. Um, other than that, this team, they were, they're a well-oiled machine. I mean, you... Yeah, they're gonna rue the loss of Locatelli, but I think they're gonna be they're gonna be fine. I think they're gonna be fine without him. I think they they still got their attacking trident up top. They still got so much talent there. I mean, Jeremy Boga, another fantastic performance by Jeremy Boga. Um, and, talk, and talking about the guy that replaced Locatelli, Davide Fratesi. Yeah, makes the debut of the season, yeah. and it's seamless. Yeah, he replaces Locatelli brilliantly. It's no like they problem. didn't miss him at all. Yeah. Twenty-one years old, mm-hmm. deep-lying midfielder. I mean, another. another I want to give another. I, I want to give credit to Gianmarco Ferrari. I mean, another fantastic performance for him. I mean, this guy's never going to play for the national team, but he's he's been called up. He's flirting with it, but it would be tough for him in the long yeah, run. Yeah, but it's it's good. And then another solid performance from Andrea Consigli. Didn't have to do much, but when he was called upon, he did okay. Mm-hmm. On the other side, though, like you said, I mean, Verona's at the end of the day it was Verona's chances. They had five big chances in this game, yeah. and they they missed them. Yeah, every single one. That's. So it comes down to the finishing. The strikers are not good enough in this team. No. So. They're not. It's it's a disaster. It, I and the red card didn't help either. The red card for Miguel Veloso didn't help. To That's me, where the craziness of the red card started, by the way. But to me, this doesn't <laughs> su- swallow win doesn't surprise me. No, it's the Eusebio Di Francesco system. Yeah. It it's the way work. he plays. He loves offensive football. Yeah. Creates a lot of chances. But if you don't have great finishers of the ball... If you don't have quality in the final third, this will never work. That's why yeah. we. That's why we're not giving him a chance. Yeah. And it's the same thing with his previous team at Cagliari. Yeah. The quality just something was making missing. Even though he had Joao Pedro and Pavoletti, yeah. just something was missing. And unfortunately, I just see a repeat of Eusebio de Francesco's work here. Oh. Getting time. sacked by uh, Christmas. Big time. Well, that's a big win for Sassuolo. Let's move on to the next game, Lazio. Any nice. surprises here for you? But Laziale. Uh, I, I'm surprised they conceded so early, but they recovered so fast. Yeah, both both Roman teams doing good. Yeah, so let's talk about Lazio. Lazio, it was typical Maurizio Sari system. I think I think Chiro is just gonna flourish 
with this with this system. It just it suits him so well. He's already picked up a goal um, in this game, and it's, we were talking about this earlier in the week. It's like you said, Felipe Anderson comes back and he hasn't missed a heartbeat it's crazy yeah. the guy's been gone for like five years and now he's he's back yeah. probably the best player on the field next to him like Savage, who was outstanding but it's it was interesting to see this lineup because we know what Simone Inzaghi was playing 3-5-2 the whole time now we go back to the 4-3-3 Pedro goes out injured in this game Felipe Anderson Chiro Luis Alberto dropped one of the star performers last year in the city, uh, drop for uh, Akpa Akpro. Lucas Leib is slotted in again. Lazidi playing from a more deep position. He got a goal using his speed. Phenomenal on the on the wide. But we've never really seen him as a right back. This yeah. was the first time we've seen him as a right back, not a right wing back. He did really good. And Highside slot, uh, slotting in from Napoli, same. The wing backs were phenomenal. They, they clicked. They yeah. clicked. They did. And this wasn't amply, we got to say for a team that just got promoted, played amazing. They actually outshot Yeah, they Lazio. did play good. You got to give them credit there. Uh, they, 16 to 8 on shots. Yeah, they played fantastic. They they played fantastic. They showed why they won the Serie B last year. I still think it's going to be a struggle for them. Uh, but some great some great performances there. Um, it was good to see Patrick Cutrone on the field for 75 minutes. Now they got Pinamonti on loan, so it'll it'll be cool to see how that tandem. Cutrone, Marcuso, Pinamonti, yeah. yeah, developing a little bit of a strike force for sure. Exactly. So we'll see, but the, you know, it's they're they're Empoli is an interesting team. They're pretty tidy. I think for me, I think they're going to be safe. From what I saw this Lazio game, I think they'll be okay. Not with this manager. Defensively, not the greatest, but I feel if they can continue to create chances the way they did and take games to teams like Lazio. Lazio is one of the seven sisters of this league, right? Yeah. If they can take games to the top teams like this, I think they'll be they'll be fine. I disagree, but with Andre Lazio at the helm... What I would you rate Sadi in this game anyway? Oh, I think it was a great performance for him. Out of 10. What would you give him I don't know, I'd probably for give this him performance? An eight. an 8 out of 10? I'd give him an 8. He's, I'm telling you, Maurizio Sadi is a fantastic manager, and I was excited to welcome him at Roma because we thought he was going to Roma last year but things change the Dar- the Derby della Capitale is going to be very interesting this year when it comes I'll tell you between Sadi and Mourinho uh, we know what's going to happen it's gonna, they're going to kill each other Roma's going to sit back in their 18 yard <laughs> box <laughs> well we'll talk about that well, we'll, yeah, we'll get into we'll that we'll get into them a little later let's move on to the next game here Atalanta 2-1 to one victors over Torino FC what what I think is a very lucky win for Atalanta. It was. They they rolled their luck. Gasparini not too happy with the performance at the end of the game either. They were lucky. No, they were lucky. Uh, they're going to miss Christian Romero big time. Big time. That I just... Demoral is not the answer at all for this Atalanta team. They got, I know they were bringing in Zeppa Costa to, to fill in for Hatabor. Well, they have Mahele there. Uh, it'll be a depth piece. Yeah, Mahele can be play on the left and right. Yeah. He's very skilled. But Zabacosta is a nice addition. Yeah. As a depth. But Juan Musso showing maybe why he was worth the 20 mil. Yeah, he played fantastic. He played actually. fantastic. He played Got fantastic. peppered. Was peppered by the Torino uh, yeah. squad. Yeah. He was absolutely fantastic. Um, but I just think we're going to see more of the same for Atalanta. I think this is the year that 
I will say this a million times this season that this is going to be the fall of Atalanta here. Yeah, you, you, definitely. That is what you said. I mean, they looked really flat. It was surprising compared to what we've seen the past two, three years. Yeah. Atalanta, the way they play, this was very un-Atalanta-like. Yeah. But, but still, the the day, there, there was, game. it was one game. There were still some really good performances at the end of the day. Palomino was outstanding in the yeah. defense. He's the reason, you know, a big reason why they were able to win this game. Yeah. Uh, Pasalic, you got to look in the midfield to the Croatian. He yeah. played fantastic. And Muriel, of course, does yeah. what he does. So you had the individual performances that helped push Atlanta over the line. Sure you did. For Torino, it's, once again, the finishing. The finishing, the finishing, the finishing. But it was a ni- it was but nice to see. they look a lot better. They do Ivan look Juric. a lot. Oh, they, they really do. It's essentially the same team. They really do. Ivan Juric has them playing in a 3-4-3, three, three, yeah. full-out attack. Carol Linetni, Linetni, maybe Linetti. Linetti probably played the best game of his uh, City A career. Yeah, he was fantastic. Uh, he was amazing, but just something missing. I mean, Belotti did come off the bench, ended up yeah, scoring. Yeah, scored. Um, but just something's not clicking at Torino. Maybe I think he can work it out. I don't think this Torino team is going to struggle like they did last year. Yeah. I one, really don't. One thing where I'm very disappointed with was uh, Milinkovic, Savic, and Nett. Vanya, yeah. He... Uh, he didn't allow Torino to grab the three points here. No, he didn't. He didn't. He it was a poor performance by him. But as you said, you know, Etre Barisha is on the bench there, another proven goalkeeper who can play in between the sticks in Serie A. So Vanya might have a short leash. I think he will. Definitely going to be some rotation there. Definitely. So that was a big, uh, big two to one win for Atalanta. Uh, very fortunate on them, but big three points for them. Okay, on to the next game. Udinese Juventus. My gosh. 2 2 draw. The first upset. <laughs> yeah. Didn't take long. It only took the first match day. No. I mean, give me a rundown of what you think about this. This, this I, I was draw. shocked. When I when I first saw the lineup, that was the number one shock. Ronaldo. Ronaldo was dropped. There was rumors of Ronaldo asking to be dropped. Rumors of Allegri said. He didn't want to start with them in the first place. It turns out, Allegri said post-match, it was a tactical decision. That's why he dropped Ronaldo. Uh, ruffled feathers all across the media, sparking rumors like like wildfire. Uh, Ronaldo linked to Man City. Ronaldo linked to PSG. Kylian Mbappe in that triangle as well. It's uh, it's crazy. Ronaldo almost making an impact coming off the bench. I think Allegri was happy. He kind of got called offside because... <laughs> That way he wasn't proven wrong. Allegri's that type of guy. Uh, but Juve started the game so strong. Dybala, beautiful finish to start the game with that toe poke from Rodrigo Metecur, the cross. And then uh, setting up Juan Cordorado, who danced through the uh, Udine defense. And it looked the game looked done and dusted yeah. after that. Juve looked, you would think. They looked amazing the first half. And then the second half... Fell apart. What happened? It fell apart. They completely fell apart. And Pirlo's son came out on on uh, on Instagram, made a post saying if this was his father, he would have the reaction would have been different compared to the man at the helm here, Allegri. So I have some questions. Do you think Allegri three years out of the game? I know it's still early, but being three years out of the game, do you think maybe he's a bit behind? Because um, I mean, that that was shocking that second half, and I, and it wasn't. Maybe it wasn't the tactics because we know ultimately why those two goals were conceded. Wojciech Chesney. Wow. 
horrendous mistakes, two of them. This guy's Poland's number one? Jeez. <laughs> what did you think what about the game? What did you think about Juve and uh, Allegri and the Ronaldo situation in this? Uh, the Ronaldo situation we'll get to in a little bit, but uh, Allegri, three years out of the game with the game changing the way it does, I think that three years is a long time to be out of the game. Uh, I think Allegri's got to make some adjustments. This is not the Serie A that Max Allegri left. Um, when Max Allegri left, there was only one club and one club only, and that was Juve. And everybody was, every club that came up to Juve was afraid to play Juve. They were already settling to lose. Like, they, they would just sit back when they played Juve three years ago. Now... Kind of the way Udinese approached this game yeah. in the first half. Yeah. But then, for some reason, Udinese turns around and starts pushing it on them. And I think... That's going to be a big adjustment that Max Allegri is going to have to make is that there are going to be clubs now that are not going to be afraid to take it to Juventus. Yeah, exactly. They're going to go after them. They're going to go after them. And I think Udinese basically gave the blueprint to all the other 18 Serie A teams. This is how you go at Juve and look what happens when you pressure them. So Max Allegri has got to make some changes and he's got to make some changes big time quickly. Um, what, what did you... What did you think of his starting lineup choice? Four four two, some questionable names in there, like Bernadeschi starting on the left uh, wing. It's what he's comfortable. Morata over Ronaldo. It's what he's comfortable with. He Ramsey he, in the middle. But we, but we know Jules. We know how. No Chiesa. We yeah. It's Max Allegri. It's his way or the highway. This was a statement. These are these are my guys, and this is what I'm gonna do, and you gotta do what I say. That's the Max Allegri way. I mean, if you guys watched the Netflix, if you watched the Netflix documentary on the Juve, which is, was done a couple of years ago when Allegri was the coach, watch the way Allegri is. Watch the way he reacts with his players. He's Il Duce over there. He thinks he's Il Duce. He is. He demands respect. He does. He's a big, big personality in the change room. He does. The one thing I do want to talk about is, yes, the two big goalkeeper mis- goalkeeping mistakes by Wojciech Szczesny. I mean, the first one, the penalty... Uh, the penalty, I th- for me, he should have done better with the shot in the first place. He should have. He should have. Uh, terrible. He didn't parry yeah. it to the side. Nothing. He pushes it right out to the the forward, and then makes a diamond attempt for it. Takes him right out. Yeah. It was it was a hundred percent a penalty. Yeah. It was he 100%. completely missed time. And it. it's all his fault. Yeah. Uh, the second goal, playing with the ball, I don't, I don't get that in your eighteen. Yeah. I'm not a fan of that. Me neither. If you're if you're if if you're a goalkeeper and you feel pressure, just put it out. Put it out for a corner. Bring your guys back. Reset and start over. I think if he does that, Udinese doesn't score. Right? But uh, I think with Max Allegri there, Chesney's going to have a very short leash because we do have a they do have a very fantastic goalkeeper in Mattia Perin who has revitalized his career at Genoa last year. Deserves his chance. He does. I think... Juve deserves I think it. He Chesney. was one of the better goalies in City last year. Yeah, I think Chesney keeps us up for one or two more games. I think you're going to see Pettin very soon, sooner than later. I think at the I'm going to make a prediction right now. I'm going to say at the end of the season, Mattia Pettin is your starting goalkeeper for Juve. That'd be that's my prediction. That'd be pretty. Right now. That's just the way Chesney is. He's a hothead. He's, he's even on the penalty. He's, the penalty save attempt. He looked just off. Pots. Bro. Something was off there. He's pots. He's pots. Everybody <laughs> says he's crazy. That's my father. My father-in-law says he's nuts. <laughs> he's nuts. So my son's a goalkeeper, and we tell him, listen, don't be like Chesney. You're going to be like Donnarumma. Yeah. Like, okay. What did you tell him at his game yesterday? Oh, so 
told him, I said, what do we do? What do, what do we talk about? I said, we're not going to be like the Polish goalkeepers this <laughs> past weekend. Dragowski <laughs> and Chesney. When you play in net, you play in net with your Italian side. You play like Donnarumma and, and Cranio <laughs> and Di Silvestri. He said, okay, Papa, no problem. Got a clean sheet. And that's it. What what <laughs> what, what do we think of uh, Udine? Let's not make this all about Juve. Udine hey. wearing the black and white stripes. This game looking like Juventus in the second half a little Udinese, bit. Udinese. Udinese. Let, let's say this. What, I want to ask you this question about Udinese. Yeah. How much do they miss Rodrigo De Paul right now? They miss him. For the creative aspect of the game, they miss him big time. It's not there. Like I said... Juve were phenomenal. They outplayed. The midfield yeah. was chasing Juve's shadows. The only reason why Udine came back was because of two mistakes. It's not going to happen week in, week out. No. So Udine need to get their act together in the midfield because it's terrible. The quality is terrible in the midfield. Uh, big changes off the bench made the difference. Okaka, De Lufeu. De Lufeu. Showed up. <laughs> they made two big impacts. Yeah. I mean, Roberto Perea, uh, Perea Pasueto. So the, the offensive line is what's going to help Udine, but... You're definitely going to see a more defensive approach from them this year. Yeah. Because that creative spark, it's uh, it's gone. Yeah. It's completely gone. I know I saw Strager Larson uh, trying to get a little bit more involved in the play, but he has it in spurts, but he's not that player. The only other player maybe that brings a creative spark off the wing is Molina from Argentina, who just won the Copa America with Argentina. Maybe he can do something, but he was completely outplayed on the on his wing between Alexandro and Bernadeschi. So... Udine got a lot of work to do. No, they do. They have a lot of work to do. They do. And quickly, I want to take it back to, obviously, Cristiano Ronaldo. Mm-hmm. Is he staying or is he going? It's hard to say because he's on the last year of his contract. He's going to go as a free agent. We know he's not going to resign with Juve, not a chance. Uh, do we think something will happen between now and the 31st of August? You know what? I could see something happen, I think. Real Madrid's efforts to get Kylian Mbappe are real. If that does happen, you will definitely see Ronaldo, Neymar, Messi lining up at PSG. That's crazy. Um, that is crazy. And then the other thing is, is Man City didn't get their guy in Harry Kane. Harry Kane is now opted to stay at Tottenham Hotspur. So there's a spot there waiting for a goal-scoring player, which Man City has been lacking. That's been the, the missing factor for Man City to push them over the edge to get Champions League glory in. Who other than Ronaldo scores goals like nobody else? Okay, you know? but uh, but on top of that, we all know how he feels about managers that are very strong-headed. If he were to go to Man City, could he handle playing Pep Guardiola's system under Pep Guardiola, knowing how Pep Guardiola is with his players? I know, because you saw Pep Guardiola release Kun because he doesn't put in the defensive work. Pep Guardiola wants to see pressing from the top. That's... That's a trade-off with, with Ronaldo. He's going to give you the goals, but at the same time, he's not. It's, it's like playing with a man down when you don't have the ball. That's a fact. Uh, so that's a trade-off. Man City have to weigh that risk. Not only for Juventus, but for Portugal too. Yeah, for Portugal too. But uh, you got to weigh it. Not having the ball, being a man down, but when you have Ronaldo, it's like having a man extra when you have the ball. When so, you have the ball. And Man City, who, which team has the ball more than yeah, Man City? Yeah, Man City has the ball, right? So... That's what they got away, right? Do you think, Pep, do you, Pep's the master of making tweaks in the tactics to, no, for sure to he set is, up. He would protect think, Ronaldo in that way. Do you think those two egos can coexist? I think so. I, I think I think Ronaldo, he's gone along with every manager he's worked with, from what I understand. Allegri, 
I think in Saudi, for whatever reason, it's the Italian managers get rubbed the wrong way with Ronaldo. Because at the end of the day, we know Saudi's offensive, but he wants a defensive presence from the top. Allegri loves his defensive game. Um, and Ronaldo's not going to give you that. So it's it's just these two managers, he's kind of rubbed the wrong way. Unfortunately, these are the two managers Ronaldo's had at Juve. Uh, Pirlo, it seemed to be working out pretty good. And now he's got his arch nemesis back in Allegri. And Allegri, you know, the power shift, it's in, it's in Allegri's court. He has the the big contract, mm-hmm. multiple years. Ronaldo's on one year left. It's you listen to me or don't play or get out. Yeah. That's it. It's that simple. You don't want to play the way I see the game. Get out. I don't need you. Yeah. And that's what Allegri thinks of Ronaldo. He doesn't want to build a team around him. You got to respect that Allegri's won five Scudetto. He knows what it takes to win. He's done it with Milan too. We can't forget that. And and that's what he wants. But is Juve going to back their manager? That's a big question. That's the big problem when you sign superstar players and you try and fit them into the system yeah. of uh, very hard-nosed coaches, very specific coaches, the way they see the game. They don't see it any other way. That's that's Juve's problem now. Tough draw. <laughs> Tough draw. Uh, Juve fans, don't panic. It's only been it's only one game. But tough draw. All right, so on to the next game. Bologna. Bologna to new boys, Salernitana. What a game this was though, eh? Salernitana really surprised me. I was banking them to be the worst of the three. But they they really impressed me in this yeah, game. And they did it with they played very well without their captain. From the thirty fourth minute. Yeah. And sorry, red card and without their captain, it was suspended because of <laughs> too too cards. many cards. It's badass. What do you expect? To three red cards in this game. Yeah. Uh, this is where the red cardness madness continued. Yeah. Uh, three in this game, like we said. Salernitana, we saw. Castori, the tactics at three five two. He brought out Jorich and uh, Bonazzoli, yeah. stepping up on his debut, getting the goal. Nice goal as well by Kulabali in the midfield. Lorenzo Di Silvestri getting two goals, leading yeah. the goal-scoring charts right now. Well, tied with Jordan Vertu. <laughs> tied with Jordan Vertu. Tied with Jordan Vertu, thank you. But what do we think? Uh, Arnautovic having a fantastic game. What do we think about this game, Salernitana-Bologna? I think Salernitana was unlucky to lose this game. They were very deserving of at least a point. Uh, I'm not saying that out of bias at all. I just They, they played really well, I think. They really impressed me. Get this guy his shirt. <laughs> Please, I'm like, I need a Francesco Dittacchio shirt, guys. Come on, please. <laughs> Anyways, um, I thought they played really well. Um, the one thing uh, that I was really impressed with was Federico Bonazzoli. And there's a new boy in town for Salernitana. They just signed Simi from Crotone, who scored, what, 20 goals 20 last plus year? goals last year. Yeah. So you're going to have Simi and Federico Bonazzoli. I think Federico Bonazzoli has a breakout season this year. And I think he's in the Italy conversation by the end of the season. So... This is a big time for Federico Bonazzoli. This is his time to shine. And when you're going to be playing with a guy like Simi, that's very exciting. Salernitana, they're a hard-nosed team. Uh, a lot of te- a lot of the same players from last year that brought them to Serie A are playing here. So there isn't as much class in the midfield or the defense. Like Strandberg, Strandberg not very impressive. He got two yellows that quick. But that shows his lack of experience in a top league. The highest he played in Italy was for Serie B Trapani. So for a team that struggled. So this is a this is a whole new world for him. 
Uh, I want to say the one the one person I didn't mind was uh, he did get peppered with seven shots. Vid Belich. Not yeah, bad. He did, he did okay. He did okay, right? He did okay. Skorupski on the other side, he did okay. I mean... Not the greatest goalie performances, but... No. But it's not it's not bad. Another guy I want to talk about, Norberg Gionberg. Yeah, we were talking guy. about him before. Yeah, he's been around he forever. But he looks okay. And then uh, it was cool to see a cameo from your man, Joel Obi. Joel Obi is back. still... Still kicking. Still kicking. He's only, only 30, 30 years yeah, old. Only 30 years old. He did all right, though, coming off the bench. I mean, Southern Itan, at the end of the day, just like a lot of teams that get promoted, the quality of, of finishing, the golf, it, it's lacking, right, compared to the mid-table clubs. There's a big golf there. Big time. We saw what makes the best strikers in the league on Rautovic. We saw that finish. Yeah, Ball that passed just... into the box. Simple touch. Okay. Right foot. One touch. Right onto the left. He slots it in bottom corner. That's what the top strikers do. Teams like Sanitana, they got maybe strikers that want to hold on to the ball too much, mm-hmm. want to score the wonder mm-hmm. goal. The best teams in the world, one touch, two touch max in the box, and it's a goal. Yeah. That's how uh, that's how these mid to top table teams play in Italy. And Sanitana got to get that figured out. Maybe Bonazzoli and uh, Jodic, who played a decent game, just didn't score. Maybe they... You know they can bring that to the table. I think that's where Salernitana now, now that I saw them play one game, maybe that's where they have the edge on maybe teams like Empoli. Even though Empoli yeah. had a ton of shots, that's what they're missing the quality. Venezia yeah. will see for me the worst team yeah. in the weekend. The Crotone of this year. Yeah, but Salernitana, you can tell the quality is there. They just gotta yeah. focus on getting the shot off and not so much uh, dribbling around the box. I mean Salernitana are gonna lose a fair share of games. Uh, this season, I think, and they're going to be around that relegation zone. We expect. I think they're safe. They're just. It doesn't matter how many games that they lose. They, every game that they're going to play, I think they're going to be in it. They're not going to get blown out. No, they're going to be a tough nut they, to crack. They may be. They may get blown out, but I agree. They'll always. They'll be a tough nut. They'll to always crack. be in the game. Yeah. They'll never. Yeah. yeah. They'll always be there. And Bologna, on the other side for Bologna, when you look at these names, like you look at Arnautovic, Musabaro, Nicola Sansone, Orsolini, Soriano. It's a team with a ton of potential. Kevin Bonafati, like a ton of potential. Do you think it is time for our Canadian compatriot, Joey Saputo, to part ways with Sinisa Mihailovic? Do you think he's the problem? If he doesn't do it this season, yeah, he's the problem. Yeah. If he does not get this team clicking, because those, those players are potential superstars. Yeah. And he has to turn them into superstars. Yeah. And Bologna has to see that these guys are the real deal. Yeah. And there's, you know, if they're going to sell them, there's a lot of money to be made from these guys. Yeah. Or you could form a, a pretty decent team and build your way up through Conference League, Europa League, and maybe into Champions League. If Atalanta could do it with the players they do. Why can't Bologna? Why not Bologna? And at the end, end of the day, we've seen how important the manager is. in Gasparini for Atalanta, Mihailovic. If he doesn't do it this year for me, yes, it's time to go. Yeah. All right. So that's Bologna. Big three points for them. Move on to the next game. Let's go south. Napoli. Napoli. To the Diego Armando Maradona. Beating up on this Venetian team here. Uh, they, just to say off the, off the bat, they look out of their depth, Venezia, big time. Oh my, do they ever? <laughs> and, Nap- and Napoli and Luciano Spalletti, they're lucky that their first game was against Venezia because they looked. Yeah. Although they they played in spurts, Napoli, they didn't look fantastic, but they just got the job done at the end of the yeah. day. Yeah. 
Oziman red card in the twenty third minute. Is that a red? Quickly, is that a red card? It's violent conduct. So yeah, he swung at him. He swung yeah. at him. He swung for his face. Yeah. So even if I don't know, it shouldn't have done it. Yeah. Shouldn't have done it. Although he was getting manhandled before. Yeah. But still, the the reaction it's uh it's a bit extreme to yeah. punch someone in the face. Absolutely. Or attempt to punch someone in the face. Absolutely. And yeah, just to reiterate, the Knights are like way out of. They're. They're. I'm shocked at how poor they were. They were terrible. Paolo Zanetti, young manager, one of the youngest managers in the league, if not the youngest. I was surprised. Rejected Sassuolo to stay at Napoli. I was really surprised at how poor they were. Yeah. Uh, they're shocking. So maybe they'll be able to turn it around. Napoli and going to Napoli is not the easiest way to start a campaign. No, it's not. So we'll see what it's like when we go back to Venice. But uh, I mean, Put it this way. they had their chances. Napoli missed some penalties and stuff. Put it this way. Your captain is a 38-year-old Christian Molinaro. I'm surprised this guy's still around. <laughs> For the Juve fans, if they remember Christian Molinato in the dark dark yeah. ages, there Seriously. he's still he's still around. <laughs> he's still kicking. But Mattia Caldara, poor performance, I think, for him. Yeah, that and that's one of their marquee signings, Mattia Caldara. Yeah. He's supposed to be turning his career around, and one of the worst performers on the field. It's not acceptable. Yeah, like if he doesn't get his act together here, th- this could be the end of Mattia Caldara. Yeah. He yeah. could be in Serie B for the rest of his career if yeah. he doesn't pick it up. And on another note for Venezia, Nicky Mainpea, or whatever you want to call him. <laughs> whatever, Mayempa, whatever you want to call him. Nicky Mayempa. <laughs> yeah. Finish number one goalkeeper. Uh, sorry, the number one goalkeeper for Venezia. Finish 36 years old. This guy is way out of his league. Slow. <laughs> this guy is a typical lower division He's a he's just a big boy goalkeeper, and he looks way out of it. I if I'm Paulo Zanetti, I'm making a rotation right away because he looks horrendous. <laughs> but enough about <laughs> but it's true. But what what what? what yeah. Let's go on to Napoli. Let's what do we think Napoli. about Napoli? Lorenzo Insigne well, missing penalty steps up. Luciano Spalletti happy that he's showing his leadership. He misses yeah. steps up and scores the second one. Yeah, I and mean, Almas off the bench, man of the match. This is a Luciano Spalletti team. That at the end of the day, they, they, they're boring. <laughs> yeah, they're boring. That's a Luciano from the Inter days. You know, from the Roma days. Luciano Spalletti, he plays. They're boring. Unattractive football, yeah. solid defense, lots of crosses into the box. But then, but then again, to touch on, he always gets kinda, in the top four. But I don't know now because. It's kind of the same argument as Max Legri. This guy's been out of football for a long time because he's been in That's that true. inter-golden prison. That's true. So, And believe it or not, everyone has their, you know, time doesn't stop for, for anybody. Yeah. You know, the best managers, you know, as well as Mourinho did in his first game. Mourinho's been, you know, he's been, it seems like he's been past it for a while now. It's been a long time since his glory days, believe it or not. Uh, it's been a long time since Pep Guardiola won anything. It's been a long time since Carlo Ancelotti's won anything. You know, everybody has their peaks and valleys. And, 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 valleys. and uh, who knows? Maybe, yeah. Is this the end of Allegri? Is this the end of Spalletti? We'll see how well they do. But yeah. being out of the game for as long as these guys have been, yeah. the game does evolve. The league evolves, like you said. 
teams now attack more. They don't sit back. Yeah. It's one of the most offensive leagues yeah. in Europe now. This isn't your Nuno's culture. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that anyway. Anything else to say before we leave this game? No, I just, uh, yeah, I agree with you. Napoli were lucky that they got to open up against Venezia. Yeah, Venezia comfortable game for them to open up with. Uh, we'll see where they end up <laughs> It's only the first game. Still a lot to... Uh, Still a lot to a lot to go. Now, I know you wanted that ball. Did you hear that energy in that voice? All right, Roma three to one victors over Fiorentina. What a what a game by Jose Mourinho <laughs> and his Roma. Very different Roman team. What before you go? What did I tell you before this game was going to happen? It was going to be like seventy to thirty percent possession yeah. for Fiorentina. Can I tell you what the pre- possession? Go ahead. It was 66 to 33% before that red card happened. I know. Have fun with Mourinho this year. I know. It's going to be frustrating. (laughs) It's going to be frustrating. But let's talk about the positives here. Let's talk about the positives. Tammy Abraham. Not a bad debut. Not a bad debut. Very good. He's not worth $40 million yet. No. He's not worth $40 million yet. But you're paying for the potential. That's what you're paying for. Not bad. Another guy coming off the bench, Eldor Shomorodov. My God, I love this guy. I love this guy. I said it, man. This has been one of the best signings Roma has made yeah. in a long time. Yeah. This guy is quality. Yeah. Every yeah. team, Juve, Inter, Napoli, Milano, they all missed out on a pheno- phenomenal player here. Yeah. Just fantastic performance by Roman Nicolo Zaniolo picking up two yellows to get the... Terrible. Terrible performance first game back from That's, injury. But see, this is this basically for me this sums up Jose Mourinho's style of play. You know you didn't see Nicolo Zanaiolo going in like this last year. Now you're seeing Nicolo Zanaiolo going in like this this year. Right? That's but, the But that, he didn't but he didn't play good at the same time. No, he didn't play good. He looks rusty, but he's been out for over a year. Yeah, yeah. You gotta give uh, him that exactly. Lorenzo Pellegrini, fantastic game by him. Hasn't missed a beat. Jordan Vertu. Two goals, right place, right time. Getting flack in the Roma media. Yeah. What do you think about that? Although he was probably your man of the match. I don't agree. I mean, I don't agree with the Roman media and what they're saying about Jordan Vertu. This guy doesn't know, blah, blah, blah. This, like, why do we have him as a holding midfielder? Listen, you have Brian Cristante as your holding midfielder. We're playing side-by-side side with Jordan Vertu in this formation... When, when you go on an attack, one guy goes up, the other guy stays back. Brian's the guy staying back, and Jordan's the one going up. And look, he scored two goals out of it. He's the joint top scorer for Serie A right now, Jordan Vertu. So, Roma <laughs> fans, calm the fuck down. It's okay. This was an okay win. Relax. Pardon my French. Another guy I want to talk about, Rodri Bañez. Fantastic performance oh, by him. What a pass. Yeah. The reason why... Dragowski got but pass, pulled out of his net. But, but not only the pass, he was defensively, he was vulnerable of course, of course. last year mm-hmm. under Fonseca. Like you'd, I love. No, Rodri. but at the same time, Ibanez, he was amazing last year. He'd have amazing games and he'd have horrid games. Yeah. He he this, he was hot and cold, but when he was hot last year, he was amazing. One of the best amazing, defenders this in Italy. Was an amazing game for him. Gianluca Mancini, fantastic. Matias Vignat, there's going to be adjustments to be made. Rui Patricio. I think I found your new crush. Rui Patricio? Yeah. You've been waiting a long time for a goalie in Rome. We have. And listen, I I know I, what I said last podcast about Rui Patricio, and I I still think the fee was too much, but it is nice to have a, just a solid goalkeeper in that. 
making some massive saves. Uh, he's going to be a busy boy, especially playing the Mourinho style. But it's good to know that it's Rui Patricio. I mean, if it was Paulo Lopez in there for those kind of situations, I'd probably be having a heart attack. I'd probably be dead right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, same, same if it was Olsen. So it's great to see a solid goalkeeper. Not one of the best goalkeepers in the world, I would say, but just a solid goalkeeper. Yeah. I'm so glad they went with the Rui Patricio route. I know. I'm, I'm eating my own words right now. And I'm glad they didn't go to Already. Over two, the, two podcasts no. and he's eating his words. I mean my words about that because it was either Rui Patricio or Salvatore Sivigu. So I'm glad they I went think, to Rui I Patricio. I think they made the right choice. Yes. So that's one side. Uh, very quickly, I'll, I'll mention this before we get on to Fiorentina because I got a lot of positives to say about Fiorentina. I do too. So there was a move made. In the 90 or 86th minute, Eduardo Bovec comes on for Jordan Vertu. Basically, apparently that was a that was a message from Mourinho to he Diego up, Pinto. He, you said he looked up into the he stands. He looked up into the stands when he made this. Oh, listen, I need another center defensive mid, buddy. That's, don't don't yeah. go back on your words. You said this is a three-year project. We're trying to balance the books right now. We got guys like Javier Pastore and Steven Enzanzi in the books that we're trying to buy out to balance them off. Relax. You got a three-year contract. Take your $7 million a year pay and just go through the first season. It's only the first game. Don't rush to get somebody. Don't rush to get somebody. It must mean Amadou Diawara is on his way out because I don't think he's... But he he doesn't want to leave. He doesn't want to leave. Like everyone else. Like everyone else. Everyone loves Rome. (laughs) Rome It's a mess. (laughs) But, Jose, please, for the love of God, just calm down. I agree. Calm down. This has been Jose's problem. He demands... You know, the Friedkins aren't made of money here, okay? Yeah. There's not an endless stream of money. They splashed a lot of cash. They splashed, and there's no more money to go buy defensemen. I don't know where he thinks he is. Yeah. You're in Italy now, bud. We're, we sell. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Okay? It's true. We sell. It's true. Uh, end of the day. At the end of the day, I'm going to put a little bit of rain on this parade here. Go for it. I didn't think Roma played good at all. I shouldn't say at all. I didn't think Roma played that good. I think that red card changed the entire dynamics of, of this game. Of course it did. Uh, it's, I think it's embarrassing that the shots were even, 11-11. I think it's embarrassing that Roma got outshot 8-6 to six on net. I guess it, way. I think that's uh, pretty sad. But at the same time, I, I think that's testament to Vincenzo Italiano's Fiorentina. I think they're going to be legit. I think they're going to be pushing for the top seven spots. They They'll probably replace what Sassuolo was maybe last year or maybe fight for Sassuolo for that outs- outside spot. I think that red card early in the game really, really hurt them. Uh, did a lot of damage, but I think they played fantastic. They just need to get the game Vlahovic more involved. I yeah. think uh, that's one thing we got to give our boy there credit for last season. He figured out how to use Vlahovic, Prandali, and uh, what's his name? Top hat there. Oh, oh my God! His name slipped my head. Yeah, Kini. They found a way to get Vlahovic to score goals. You got to give him credit to that. The system Vlahovic looks lost, but I think if they can get him but scoring, they'll system. be fantastic. It is a new system. It's a new system. Gonzalez too made his debut. I thought from Stuttgart, he I think he looked pretty excellent. Beautiful crosses in, looked a threat all the time. But uh, overall, I think Roma. You can ask for a better result and a better performance. Your your new signing Pitson. A marvelous performance for a striker. Uh, I just think it made them look better than they were. And that's that's my spiel. Okay. 
Fiorentina, I think uh, Fiorentina, I think Vincenzo Italiano is a huge difference. I mean, re- realistically, this team is is not that much different from last year. I mean, just Nic- one one Nicolas Gonzalez, yeah, one player and difference. Frank Ribery. and Male they brought back, who played for Venezia last year. Yeah, so pretty much the same team. Bartolo Dragowski, what the hell were you thinking? He let he, them down. Yeah, you did not need to go for that ball. Just called up for the Polish national team, by the way. And you do that. 17 minutes into game. Uh, Obviously, too pumped up. Yeah. Too too much. Big mistake there. But this team, Fiorentina, team to watch out for this year. Mm-hmm. Big time. Vincenzo Italiano is going to play an attacking, pressing style with this Fiorentina team because he's got pieces. So watch out. Mm-hmm. Fiorentina is going to be in the upper mid table this year. And to bring it back to Roma, one more thing. Probably it looks like they will have the most lethal counterattack in the league in regards to speed. They'll look the most dangerous uh, playing from behind really and long balls. Behind. They'll be dangerous between oh. Zaniolo, Abraham, yeah. Mkhitaryan, they look, and Shomorodov. They look really good. Yeah, so big 3-1 to one that win there for Roma. Moving on, Cagliari Spezia, 2-2. Probably the underrated game of the weekend yeah. for anyone that didn't get to see it. Tiago Mata making his Spezia debut. Yeah, he Not Jamal. He was happy with the result. I mean, they took the 2-0 lead in, into the 58th minute, and then... Uh, and then Cagliari turned it on. Yeah, Joao Pedro, Pedro turned it on more than anybody. Um, Rescuing. Beautiful finish. Scored the penalty. Spezia was just hanging on. I Pressed me the most, Giassi. Uh, Spezia were playing with no striker. He was playing as a false nine. This was yeah. a guy that was playing as a left winger last season playing as a striker now alongside Verde and Coley, the movement off the ball between these three. Uh, Tiago Mota really impressed me. I, I have Spezia going down because sophomore year, they lost players. They lost a lot of good players that Vincenzo Italiano had. Yeah. But this game, if it's anything to go by, they they look pretty decent. I mean, it took a while for Caliri to wake up, and it was because of the way Spezia played. Absolutely. Oh, big... I really don't got much to say about this game. Yeah. It, was, it was it was good. I think these two are going to be in the lower mid mid the table. So it was a typical lower mid table kind of game. Well, the thing I would say he's injured now, but Cranio, yeah, he was bad in this game. He, he could have done better on both goals. He could have. He could have. So he's not really making a name for himself for that number two or number three spot for the national team. But not a bad point for Thiago Mata on his Spezia debut. I'm sure he'll be happy with that. Now let's move on to the final game. Milano. Milano e or e la Sampdoria. At the Lu- Luigi Ferraris. Yeah. Giroud getting a start. Magnan and Net. Donnarumma on the bench in PSG. <laughs> you <laughs> said something. Him. You said something. He hasn't played in many. You said something very interesting in the on the way to work to me this morning. Yeah. So, to me, everybody knows how much I love my goalkeepers. Uh, Listen, and we love them when we play for the national. But when they're gone, when yeah. national season's over. We don't like you anymore. <laughs> so, to me, I thought, I was telling Giuliano that this, this, to me, I think Milan has actually made kind of an upgrade in, in goal compared to what what they had last year. And I know a lot of Italian fans are like, you, you, you're fucking crazy. <laughs> you're not. Hear me out here. Gianluigi Donnarumma, fantastic Euro, fantastic performance. What's he doing right now? Sitting on the bench, hasn't played a minute for PSG. Mike Magnan, okay? The France number two is going to become the France number one, okay? 25 years old, single, was a big reason why Lille won league, uh, last year. 
big reason. It was a stud in this game against Sampdoria. Big saves. Yeah. Uh, is, in my mind, going to be the French number one now that Hugo Lloris is he out will. of the picture. He will. He will, 100%. Um, yeah. To me, Mike Magnan has got more European experience, more senior experience already. So for me, I think skill-wise, Mike Magnan and John Luigi Donnarumma are around the same level. That's why I think it's... But here's the upgrade. Mike Magnan has more European experience, has played in Europa League. He's got a lot more... He's he's more mature. I want to say I want to say to Mike Magnan, the first thing I noticed, which sort of between him and Donnarumma, was the footwork. His footwork blows Donnarumma's out the water. Oh, Donnarumma. But Donnarumma's a stay-at-home. Yeah, for Donnarumma's amazing at shot stopping. Yeah. But his footwork is pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, Mike Magnan, he's yeah a good shot stopper as well, but he has good feet. So it'll be interesting to see this how the season develops. But he This is an upgrade for He's Milan. a big reason why Milan won this game. And that's yes. very that's a very big statement for a new goalkeeper coming into a new league. Stole it for them. Into a new country, into a big team that's vying for the league yeah. and for uh, the next round in Champions League. So that was a huge statement. I think uh maybe one of the best signings of the window. Big time. Um beautiful, beautiful debut. But Milan too, Giroud getting the start, not as effective, a bit frustrated with the service. Uh, but at the end of the day, it came down to Sampdoria played pretty decent. They I think they went good. they went toe to toe with Milan, but the difference was the goalkeeping. Aldero couldn't keep out the shot from Brahim Diaz, who just signed for Real Madrid permanently. That was the difference. Aldero, I think, should have saved that ball. It was a tough shot, uh, but that was the difference. The quality of that's, the goalkeeping and the really goalkeeping cool. won the three points here at yeah, the end of the day. Big time. Big time. Sampdoria, like you said, Sampdoria playing really well. That defense for Milan, they're going to be a tough nut to crack. Yeah, Hernandez, and Mikhail Tomori. Yeah, and they've been a tough nut to crack for the past year and a half, Milan. Mikhail Tomori has really settled in well. Yeah. Simon Chiara is just a Yeah, rock. you got you got to give credit to Maldini. These signings he makes, he's not going for the superstars. He's no. going for the... Hard workers. Hard workers. Hard workers. Coachable and players. Not the worst performance by Sandro Tonali. I was going to bring him up. Sandro Tonali... He knows he didn't have a good season last year. Yeah. Uh, but Milan shown faith. And it was it's kind of nice, and it it should be a confidence boost for Sandro Tonali that even though you didn't play well, you, you didn't show that maybe you had the quality to be in a top four team. They still wanted you, and on top of it, you started. That's you right. know, Kessie was missing, but he started this game, and he was. Kessie might be on his way out. Yeah, he, Tonali was one of the better midfield midfielders yeah. in this game. He played more relaxed. His passes yeah. in deep were good. He he did. He was a little spastic at the beginning of the game with some yeah. giveaways but once he got into the game he was connecting really well with uh Giroud and Diaz and, yeah. and Salamakers so and your favorite player got a nice 10 minutes there for Milan oh Florenzi, Florenzi. Uh, <laughs> whatever but he, he came off for Calabria I'm, I'm happy to see Calabria back wearing the captain's yeah. armband I think Calabria for me is one of the best right backs in the league yeah uh I've been watching this guy since he came up from the youth teams this guy is legit yeah. Tough. He missed the Euro, but I think he's gonna have a great season. So I want to ask you now, what do they do with a guy with a sitting duck like Alessio Romagnoli on the bench? You keep him there. You keep him there. If if he wants to go, you get rid of him. You don't need him. You don't need him. Alessio Romagnoli has has had more than enough time. If you're not good enough to get in this team, these guys are younger than you. You have more experience than them. You shouldn't be benched. You know, Tomori shouldn't be benching you. Tomori was. On the bench at Chelsea. That's right. 
coming up from the youth team not too long ago. And he's coming in and benching the captain of Milan. That's right. And it's not even in a season and a half. And you still got Kalulu on the bench, too. Kalulu, too, who's been performing better than Romagnoli. Kair has been better than Romagnoli. Yeah. So Romagnoli needs to, I think, take a look in the mirror, evaluate his career. Either either on. you stick it out at Milan and and he uses that and he uses it as a way to get back and you know he's competitive and he fights for a spot on the team, or he takes a step back and he goes to a lesser team like Roma maybe. But <laughs> <laughs> but uh, back, it's a Roma product there, bro. That's a Roma youth product. He 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 has the talent, Romagnoli. It's just something. Who knows? Maybe it's the coach. Maybe he just hasn't found the right match. Maybe Milan isn't the right team. Yeah, and that's that's a legit thing. You see players they move teams. It just sparks something. Yeah, maybe that's what he needs. Maybe Milan just isn't that club for him. But yeah. Well, okay, let's go to Sampdoria. Yeah, not not much has changed. I, Sampdoria, the biggest storyline that came out of this game was Gabbiadini. This guy's cursed with injury. Yeah. Problems. He uh, got injured in this game. His ankle. He was on the sidelines crying. I felt his pain. This guy has had no luck whatsoever. He comes back, he played, you know, a pivotal role up top, and then that happened, and it just ruins everything. It put nice. a it put a damper on the Sampdoria game, um, and that was tough to see for me. Otherwise, everyone played a pretty, yeah, you know, standard game, no outstanding performances, and that was the reason Sampdoria has problems. They had that problem under Ranieri, yeah. getting out of first gear. Yeah, they have really great players in this team, but cannot get out of first gear Damsgaard what we saw for Denmark you don't see it for Sampdoria no you don't you see him shoot from ev- everywhere with Denmark you see him approach the box for Sampdoria the guy's too scared to shoot yeah. I don't understand that maybe it's the management maybe management uh, maybe the, the the senior players at the time don't shoot don't shoot pass me the ball who knows who knows but it's oh. it is strange but the confidence Sam- changes on a Sampdoria note Lorenzo Tonelli's gone went to Empoli yeah Lorenzo Tonelli returning to Empoli I mean Coley, Yoshida were solid last year, so they're not missing much. You know, Tonelli was a good depth uh, piece to come off the bench if there's any injuries assigned, maybe for suspensions. But Coley, one of the best center backs in City last year, the Gambian, and Yoshida, the Japanese uh, international, made a run with Japan in the at the Olympics. He's been outstanding since his uh, has been since coming to Italy. So yeah, and that's basically match day one. That's match day one. What an, it, it was an exciting match day one. Yeah, it was. very exciting. It was. So now let's look at uh, let's look at match day two. Yeah, we'll give our predictions quick. Yeah, we can't spend too much time, no, but because it's still really early. Yeah, still really. Early. But match day two kicks off Friday this week. So we have two games on Friday, four games on Saturday, three games on Sunday. Four games on Sunday. Four games on Saturday. Oh, yeah. Two sorry. games on Friday. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, and then because we've got the international break coming up. Already. More Already. international football. Already. And there's a lot. We'll talk about that in a yeah. few seconds with what's going on there. But let's give, our, let's give a quick rundown. So Udinese and Venezia at Dutch Arena. What do we think here? Udinese and Venezia. It's going to one-way traffic with Udinese. Venezia, like I said, if, if they turn around, I'll be very surprised if they can turn around. But the quality you can see is not there. Udinese is going to feel really good after that Juve Still, draw yeah. and they should cool. get another it'll be nice to see Venezia Stadium though it's Dutch Arena oh okay. Dutch Arena they're still not there yeah. okay so I guess we gotta wait another another weekend for that to me if I'm Paolo Zanetti I know I need something out of this game really bad really really bad and this is a team to take this is a team to do it 
I think Udinese is going to be reeling too high from that draw. So I think Venezia is going to steal a point here. I think we're going to see a bounce back. Yeah. I'm going to give Venezia the benefit of the doubt this this week. Sounds good. Next game. Same with the Francesco. <laughs> we always laugh. It comes it's going to be hosted Inter. Oh, my God. I, I hope to God Eusebio thinks he can attack Inter. And that they just slice him like a piece of prosciutto, this guy apart. <laughs> yeah, uh, I see one-way traffic Inter Milan for me. Have to. Especially Has if to. Correa makes it. Correa might get some minutes. What a game. signing that would be. Uh, yeah, Joaquin yeah, Correa, if that goes through, I don't see him playing. If the deal comes through tomorrow, maybe they'll sneak him in, but it'll be tough. But, Zabi, we're going to see how stubborn he is here. Is he going to finally, you know, come to senses and say, we're not as good as Inter, so that's... No way. You know, no way. let's maybe try and clog up the midfield as opposed no to way. always to try and attack. We'll see, but Not a chance. enter, easy win. Yeah, enter, easy win. So book it. Next game, Saturday. Two teams that are out of form here. Atalanta, Bologna. Yeah, Two teams that need to get things right. They both won, but unconvincingly. What do you think? Uh, this is going to be a tough one. This is going to be a tough one. I think I'm going to actually say a draw. A draw, I'm going to give Atalanta the edge for me. Right. Lazio, Spezia. Oh, this is going to be interesting. Now. You got two teams that like to keep the ball. Tagamoto is very much false nine, keep the ball. He comes from that Barcelona system, right? He understands He understands all that. Uh, and Sadi's the same way. He loves to keep possession, press. I think the quality of Lazio is going to be the difference. It has yep. to be. And that's one thing, actually, I forgot to mention. I don't think Chido's going to score a lot of goals this season because, as we see, struggles in these 4 through 3 formations. But Lazio's blessed with goal-scoring midfielders. That's going to be the difference in this game. Both time to take Lazio. Next game, Fiorentina-Torino. This is actually going to be a pretty good game. This will. This will be a really good game. Yeah. This We'll be able to see if Fiorentina is legit, the real deal. We'll see if Torino is... Uh, if they're cursed like last year. Because if they play the offensive game, they played a match they won, they have, they have a good chance. But uh, I think it's pretty even here. I'm going to say a, like a 2-2-3-3 two, two, three, three draw, actually. Yeah? High score and draw. I'm going to say because Fiorentina's at home, they're going to squeeze this one out. So Fiorentina, for me. So we're going to take the draw. Next game, Juventus against Empoli. What do you think? Well, Juventus really need to make a point now. Do you think it happens back-to-back? Drop points? No way. No way. No way. These guys have been getting yelled at by Allegri for like a few days now. Yeah, I think. I think, especially it's Empoli. Listen, credit to Empoli. Empoli played very well in their first game. I just don't think Empoli is going to play well against Juventus because Juventus is going to be very pissed off. So for me, it's going to be Juventus. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, Juve Empoli is not even going to get a shot on at this game. There we go. <laughs> Next game, Sassuolo Sampdoria. Sassuolo Sampdoria. We know Sampdoria is going to bring defense. Sassuolo is going to bring this. Dynamic atop, attacking football. It's gonna. This is a very interesting weekend. Um, I will give the edge to Swallow. I just don't think Sampdoria have the attacking pieces. Like they're still relying on Quagliarella to pull miracle shots. You know. Stop, and they lost Gabbiadini. So. exactly. I just don't see Sampdoria scoring a lot of goals. Swallow. You have Caputo. You have Giacomo Raspadori, Juric. You have. Yeah, there's tons of players there that can get goals. So, Sassuolo. Yep, Sassuolo for me too. Next, the man in the shades hosts the ball the eagle. Genoa-Napoli. Draw for me. Really? Yeah. 
A draw? I think a draw. Napoli, although they won, they did not convince me that game. I think I think they'll eventually Napoli will pick up steam. Yeah. But like I said, I think the Venezia game made them look better than they were. I didn't think they were that good. Genoa, I think, played a really good Inter team. Unfortunate to be playing Inter in the first week. I think they rebound Napoli. Like I said, slow start. I just see a draw happening. This is the end. <laughs> Ballardini. Yeah. <laughs> so Napoli for me. Inter and, and Napoli to start. That's a rough start That's for Genoa. A rough start. Next game. All right, we're going to see the Stadio Arecchi in Salerno. Salernitana hosting Roma in what I hope is Francesco. <laughs> Who are you going for? Debut. Who are you going for? Oh, hands down, I'm going for Roma. But for all we know, Salernitana is probably going to dominate possession. <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably. Uh, Roma should win this game, hands down. Uh be interesting to see Nozaniolo this game. No problem. Possible rumblings of a Shomurodov, Tammy Abraham side by side. That would be interesting to see. Or Shomurodov just coming in and filling in for Zanayolo on the flank. So let's see what happens. We got to get through Trebonspire on Thursday. So we still we still got that game. Draw for me. Wow. Because Mourinho, Mourinho, <laughs> Mourinho chokes against these bottom teams. No. This has been me. this has been his Achilles heel. He chokes against these bottom teams. Roma for me. Salernitana draw. Roma for me. But AC Milan, Cagliari. Let's do it. At the San Siro, AC the best Milan stadium in Italy. All the way. AC Milan, all the way. I agree. I like them. I agree. I like. I like them too. They're a solid I like team. Them. Now uh, he hated what? them last year. Now he likes no, them. One of my He's in love with Giroud. One, that's why. What's that? <laughs> You're oh, in love I'm with in Olivier. Love with, I'm in love with Mike Magnan. <laughs> that guy is. You love the French. You love the French, eh? You Not French? Really. I speak French, but I, that doesn't mean I like them. <laughs> but I'm just saying, France, Italy, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a soccer rivalry or a cultural rivalry. Oh, yeah. But uh, for me, Milan, Mike Magnan, fantastic goalkeeper. <laughs> Milan, real, realistically, is the only team that really improved this whole season, this whole Mercato. Enter. We improved. Okay, we'll see. But for me, AC so you say so you're saying Roma didn't improve, eh? No, Roma did a oh, lot okay. of work. Oh, okay, a lot, but the most improved team. <laughs> okay, okay. It's Milan. Okay, okay. The most improved team. Fair enough. All right, so I'm taking Milan. Who are you taking? Milan. Okay, there we go. That's uh, match day two for you in the books. Real quickly, some uh, some news in the Champions League route. So the group draws very soon. I believe yes. It's Domani. Uh. FC Sheriff Tiraspol. <laughs> FC Sheriff nice Tiraspol. Attempt. Nice attempt, yeah. Uh, first Moldovan team into the Champions League group stage. Congratulations. Taking out Dinamo Zagreb, 3-0 on aggregate. As we stated, Roberto uh, De Zerbi, <laughs> Shakhtar Donetsk, taking out Monaco. And, upset, uh, yeah. Yeah, big upset. That was a terrible own goal to, to, send, uh, to send Shakhtar through. You feel bad, but uh, congratulations to Zerbi. He's going to be managing Champions League football. Mm -hmm. So congratulations there. What else we got? Uh, Strasbourg, Salzburg? Yeah, Red Bull Salzburg from Austria came through again. Yeah. Uh, not sure if Jesse Marsh is the coach still there, but yeah. I they, believe he is, yeah. They came through again. So yeah, Champions League draw next, uh, sorry, Friday. Is it Friday or is it tomorrow? Or is it tomorrow? It's tomorrow. Is it, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's happening soon. Yeah. Europa League draw. They're not done qualifying yet. Yeah. When's that happening? Europa League draw. Probably Friday. Yeah. Because so, the qualifiers are tomorrow. Champ and know. the Conference League draw. Yeah. It's all taking shape. Forza so Roma, baby. We'll be on top of that. Yeah. 
and uh, interesting this year. No way goals anymore. Yes, I like that. Mourinho doesn't like that. I I don't care what he likes and what he doesn't like. I like it as a fan. I hated the away goal. I hate the away goal. You didn't hate it when Roma beat Barcelona, though. No, 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 no. We deserve that. <laughs> we deserve that. That was years ago. But no, I've n- I've never been a fan of the away goal. I just don't think it's fair. Um, I think what's going to happen is, but at the at the end of it too, what's going to happen now is. When you're on the road, you're not going to really go for it. You're going to sit back. No, right? there's no incentive to. There's no incentive to go for it. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. It's going to get more defensive, the games. Yeah. It's not a bad thing. This is basically the favorite Juventus. This is basically what this is. <laughs> they got knocked out to Porto last year based on that. No, it's true. Juventus was one, was one of the big complainers about the away goals. It's a fact. Read the reports. Juve were one of the biggest complainers. They're at the center of everything, when? those guys. Bunch of cry the... babies. At the center of everything, those guys. <laughs> Seriously. And uh, just very quickly, too, uh, Serie A has joined La Liga and the Premier League about pot- potentially not releasing players for the international break for red zones due to COVID-19. Uh, so the international break will be very interesting. because Yeah, we don't know what's going to happen. The clubs, the, the Lega Serie A is basically, and so is La Liga and so is EPL, they've backed their clubs to not release players out of fear of a 10-day quarantine. Right? We're going to see all the ringers come up. Pretty much. Pretty much. That's a good thing yeah, for Italy, though. We're going to have to call up Di Michele again, Di Natale, <laughs> Balzaretti, yeah. these guys again. Oh, just before we go, too. So on that note, if you guys haven't, there is a uh, Italia Beach Soccer Tour that they're displaying on YouTube and TV that I watched. It, <laughs> you watch TV? Yeah, oh. No, but it, it's oh, crazy. They play, like all, they play like Argentina and stuff. But this Italian team, guys. All the old school guys, Mauro Esposito from Cagliari, David Di Michele, Udinese, uh, Rolando Bianchi. These guys are on the team, and they are still filthy as ever on the ball. So if you get a chance, Italia Beach Soccer Tour, check it out. Probably need some illegal streaming to watch it, but... No, you don't. No, you don't. You don't need that. You can find it on YouTube. Anyway. Until next time, everybody. Ciao. Ciao, ragazzi.